This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. We'd just like to welcome everyone that is tuned into Radio K Pulpit. This is Alana Willy for you. And you are once again with my program called Body Matters. I hope you guys had a wonderful week. And today I don't have a guest speaker. And I'm just going to really speak what God has laid on my heart for this week. So the topic that I'm going to be chatting about is going through difficult times, um, facing anxiety and fear, and also just finding hope in these times of trouble. So I just want to encourage you today with this word. So whatever you are facing today, I want to encourage you with Jeremiah 29 verse 11. And the scripture says, um, in 29.11, it says that God has basically um, given us a hope and a future. So the times that we find ourselves in, I would believe it's in Matthew, if we look at Matthew 24, verse 6 to 7, and it says, You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nations will rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. Famine and earthquakes will be in various places. But just remember, these are the beginning of birth pangs. And I don't know about you, but during the times that we're facing at the moment, when we look at the news and things that happening that is happening around us, it feels like we're sometimes in the midst of chaos. Um, and sometimes these reports or can be so overwhelming. And it's not just what's happening around the world. Sometimes it's in our own lives. And um, so I just want to chat a little bit about overcoming fear and anxiety. You know, sometimes the greatest battles that we face right now um, is in our mind. So fear and anxiety versus peace. You know, the minute we step out of peace, we know that we step out of God's will and plan for our lives. And so um, I just want to, to say I know that it's sometimes it's terrible and it's, fr- it's a frightening place to be. And especially um, when you're in a situation and you don't know what the outcome of the situation is. And sometimes it's just, um, you know, that overwhelming feeling that we just can't get rid of. But I'm not trying to undermine what you're going through at the moment. But sometimes our minds can have a creative ability to exaggerate our situations that can cause us to become more overwhelmed in times when we are stressed out or if we're concerned about something. And this can cause us to stress more and it can become a vicious circle. You see, the enemy wants to paralyze us in our situation so that we are unable to move forward or even think that there is a way out of our situation. And remember, the word F-E-A-R, as Joyce Myers puts it nicely, it says, fear is false evidence appearing real. So just to ponder on that, false evidence appearing real. 
You see, our imaginations can run havoc, as I said, with us and cause us to feel defeated before anything physically has happened. And our minds are very powerful. And therefore, it's so important that during these times that we take our thoughts captive and bring it under the obedience of Christ. So when we become fearful or anxious, we need to evaluate what we were thinking or what we're thinking about. The enemy will attack our minds with thoughts that always oppose the word of God. His warfare against us are lies, and those lies often cause fear. You must remember that fear is always the opposite of faith. And therefore, we need the word of God to overcome fear. One of the strategies to overcome fear is basically written in Romans ten seventeen, which says faith comes from hearing the word of God. The more we know the word of God, the more our faith is strengthened and the more we are able to overcome the situation that we are in. So in Philippians 4 verse 8, I just want to read this. It says, finally, Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. We need to guard our thoughts constantly and remain focused on the Lord and the good things he says about our situations. You see, our minds are so powerful that it can determine the outcome of our situations and our lives, the choice is ours. There's a scripture that I that just comes to mind as I'm talking now, and that is in Proverbs, and I don't know exactly where it is, but it says, So a man thinks in his heart, so he will become. So there was a time when I was really sick and I was really struggling in my own personal life with fear and anxiety. And the anxiety attacks caused me just to feel like I was having a heart attack. I mean, I remember feeling so out of control and, um, you know, what I was experiencing. I, I didn't know how to deal with the situation. It's almost like you feel like you, you're dying at the moment. But during that time when I um, went through those attacks, the Lord clearly showed me that during that time that fear and anxiety can be physical demonic attacks and what I was experiencing was an attack and when God revealed this to me in my personal situation um, I knew that I needed to take up the armor of God I needed to fight this battle and to overcome fear and anxiety therefore as Christians we have the authority to rebuke and command any spirit that's not from God to leave us to overcome anxiety and fear, we need to be willing to press into the Lord. We need to pray and we need to do spiritual warfare until we experience that breakthrough. And that breakthrough is normally just that peace. Um, it could be a, it could be minute by minute or hour by hour or, or even or even every day. But the but the the situation at hand needs to be addressed until you come to a place where you feel that peace. And the minute we allow fear or anxiety to control us, we give the enemy an open door to torment us. So in Philippians 4 verse 6 it says, Don't be anxious about anything. Pray about everything. 
Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. This peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, this scripture clearly gives us an instruction that we should pray about whatever is bothering us. And in doing so, we surrender the situation in in God's hands. Secondly, the scripture says, give thanks to God. And when we give thanks, we are already thanking God that he is going to intervene. And when we do that, God says he will give us peace. Um, So God is so good. He will take care of our situation for us. It is in God's presence that we will be able to enter a place of peace. When we enter God's peace, it doesn't matter what our physical physical condition or circumstances are at that moment. We have already overcome the greatest part of the battle, and it is having peace in the midst of the storm. And there is that scripture that says, you know, God's peace that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds. The second part of the battle is keeping the peace. You know, sometimes we we go into spiritual warfare and we get to the point where we just have peace, where it just feels like that torment is gone. But we need to keep the peace. So, in Isaiah 26, verse 3, it says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on you because he trusts in you. You see, when we enter the peace of God, he, he will reveal to us his heart regarding our circumstances and the truth will set us free. When our minds become or come into alignment with what the Lord says about our circumstances, we will be able to stand strong in our faith. You know, when God's peace comes about, it's just as if our level of faith is just so increased. And we need to know that the promises of God and His Word is more real than the emotions that we are experiencing. You see, fear is the opposite of faith, and the enemy wants to destroy our faith because the Lord needs us to have faith. You know, even the word says, even if we have faith as small as a mustard seed, we are able to, God is able to work in our circumstances. And I think that is so amazing. God is not asking us for for anything big. It's just asking us for just to, to have that little bit of faith. You see, the truth is that God is for us and not against us. He is fighting the battle for us and with us. You see, the Lord knows that we are weak and there are times when we fall into doubt. You know, sometimes we doubt God, we doubt his goodness, especially when we are struggling with fear or an anxiety attack. Or, And we, we need not to feel discouraged when we struggle with our faith, but the Lord is there to help us. You see, he will not let go of us and he will hold on to us. You see, God never gives up on us, even when we give up on ourselves. And in Proverbs 24, verse 16, it says, For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again, but the wicked stumble when calamities strike. You see, when we battle with unbelief and our faith is low, we can really ask God, 
you know, to help us with our unbelief. And in Mark um, 9, 24, there's such a beautiful illustration. Um, And this is what the scripture says. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me to overcome my unbelief. And that just says to us that we can really ask God when we are struggling with our faith to really give us an extra measure of faith. You see, we can ask the Lord to increase our level of faith, as I said, so that we are able to supernaturally trust and believe him. He knows the battle that we have inside of us. And when the Lord was in the garden of Gethsemane, he too was in turmoil and anxious because of what laid ahead of him. You see, God understands us. He knows that we are human and that we sometimes fall into, you know, into fear and it's, and it's human. But God is greater than that. And it also says when he was in the garden of Gethsemane that his sweat was like drops of blood. You see, he knew that he had to go what he had to go through. And he said, Father, if you are willing to take this cup from me, yet not let your will be done. So he understands everything that you and I are going through. Um, in Timothy um, 2 Timothy 1 7 it says we do not have a spirit of fear but power love and a soul and a sound mind there are many scriptures in the bible where the lord repeatedly says do not fear god does not want us to be anxious or fearful because it's not from him you see the spirit that we have inside of us the holy spirit inside does not contain fear Because he says, the spirit I gave you is not a spirit of fear. You see, the spirit we have contains power, it contains love, and a sound mind. So we need to remember that we are never alone in our struggles. God is always working behind the scenes, even though we don't always feel it or experience it. You see, God will never let you down. It doesn't matter what you're feeling emotionally. God is greater than our emotions. So at that, I want to take a break and then we can come back and chat a little bit more about this subject. This is Body Matters and you with Alana Welliefeer and I'm chatting about anxiety and fear and going through difficult times and how we can really press into God, God, the God of hope and the God of peace. So just to come back to why do we go through difficult times? You know, we live in a fallen world and this does not mean that we as Christians are exempt from bad things happening to us. But we do have Jesus on our side. And in him and through him, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. You know, things happen in our lives for a reason, and we don't always understand, you know, but the Lord promises us no matter what we go through in this times, whether we go through times of trouble um, or no matter what we're facing, that he will always be with us. And so I just want encourage you within with Isaiah 43 verse 2 which says when you pass through the waters I will be with you and when you go through the rivers I sh- it shall not overflow you when you walk through the fire you shall not be burned nor shall the flames scorch you you see we have the Lord on our side to help us and carry us through these difficult times sometimes the Lord delivers us from unpleasant situations 
And there are times that God actually allows us to go through them. You see, when he allows us to go through the storm, it may be unpleasant at the time, but there's always a greater purpose behind it. And therefore, we need to trust in him. If we look at James 1, verse 2 to 4, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, wherever, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You see, when we endure hardship or struggles, it gives us the opportunity to exercise our faith and to put it into practice. The Lord uses these opportunities to see how we will react in these situations and whether we we place our trust in Him. The more trials we endure and experience God's faithfulness, the more effective we become in future trials. Um, you know, we never exempt from trials or hardship on this earth. You see, God uses sometimes this as opportunities for Him to show us how faithful He is and to build our faith and that we have the ability to overcome anything through Him. Trials are not always from God, but He will allow us to go through it for our benefit. There's a scripture in Exodus 50 verse 20 that says, What the enemy intends for evil, God will use it for our good. So in James it says that we would be it would we should consider it pure joy when we fall or face trials. And I believe like in Job five twenty two, we will also be able to get to a point where we can say, you know, I will laugh at destruction to come, and famine will not come near me, or I will not fear wild animals. You see, the reality is that it's not always easy to be joyful during trials, but I've experienced that the Lord Himself will encourage us through these times and help us to keep the faith. In Nehemiah 8.10 it says, The joy of the Lord is my strength. You see, joy comes from knowing who we are in Christ, and that strengthens us and encourages us to keep on going. Sometimes we go through difficult times because the Lord is disciplining us. And it says discipline normally comes due to disobedience. So let's look at Proverbs 3.12. It says, For the father corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. So he delights in us. He loves us so much that the that the that he knows what we need to experience so that we will choose to come back to him you know in hebrews 12:11 it says no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful but afterwards it heals the peaceful fruit of righteousness you see god is always working righteousness within us sometimes our circumstances seem so difficult and sometimes so hard and god doesn't bring hardship you know it sometimes he allows us to go through it for his purpose sometimes we find ourselves as I said, in circumstances due to our own choices, due to our own sin. And there's been times in the Bible where God has even handed men over to their own sin so that they would return to him eventually. You see the scripture, God works all things out for the good of those who love him. And I want you to keep that in mind. But in 1 Corinthians 5 verse 5, it says, where God says, 
hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. And there's another scripture very similar to this one in 1 Timothy 1, 19 to 20, which says, Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. For some people deliberately violated their conscience. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. And then there's a name, Hyamias and Alexander are two examples. I thought them out and handed them over to Satan so that they might learn not to blaspheme God. So I believe that God gives us so many chances to repent and turn from sin. Even though it seems severe to be handed over to Satan, God's ultimate intention with regards to these two scriptures was still good. He's still working his good purpose in us because he loves us. You see, God didn't come to condemn the world or shall I say to judge the world, but he came to save the world. You see, that is God's heart is for us to be, to become righteous, to be in right standing with him, to overcome sin. You see, his heart is for none of us to perish, but all to have eternal life. You know, if we ask God for forgiveness, God says he's faithful and will forgive us from our sins, of our sins, and take it as far as the east is from the west. And if you want to read Psalm 103, it's such a beautiful um, scripture of God's forgiveness, God's goodness. And he also says when we ask God to forgive us of our sins, he says he remembers it no longer. Therefore, some of us need to, we need not to sit in condemnation because if God has forgotten us and who are we to remember it? As Christians, we are also continuously in a battle between good and evil. I mean, the devil is out there to deceive us and to tempt us in whichever way he can. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You see, every day we are faced with spiritual decisions. In John 16, um, verse 33, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Isn't that so beautiful? That when we are in Jesus, we are in his hands and he has overcome the world. Jesus said that as he suffered on this earth, so will we. But as Christians, we will also be persecuted for our faith. And in 1 Timothy 3.12 it says, in fact, Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. You see, the enemy is out to get us, no matter what, whether it's to tempt us, whether, um, you know, to bring hardship on our road. And we will go through trials and tribulation. But as we keep our mind fixed on him, it says he will give us that supernatural peace to endure. You know, sometimes those obstacles that we face, you know, God doesn't always take it from us, but he will always be with us. And sometimes even in the worst storm, God's supernatural peace, he will give to us. And as Christians, we need to know that we are fighting 
a battle for eternity. You see, our battle is not against flesh and blood, against the, but it's against the principalities of evil. You see, our mission is to establish heaven on earth, and the enemy will do anything to resist God's purpose in our lives. If we read Matthew sixteen twenty four to 26, it says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? but forfeits his soul, or what shall a man give in return for his soul? You see, this life we are living now is just a shadow of the real life we will have in heaven one day. In Romans eight eighteen, it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed. And in 2 Corinthians four seventeen, it says, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. You see, our reward is eternal life with Jesus Christ, where we will experience peace. No more death, no more tears, no more pain, no more sickness, but just being in the presence of God our Father. Isaiah 65, 17-19 says, Look, I am creating a new heaven and a new earth, and no one will even think about the old ones anymore. Be, be glad, rejoice forever in my creation, and look, I will create Jerusalem as a place of happiness. Her people will be a source of joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and delight in my people, and the sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. What we go through now is worth is not worth what we will receive. You see, God has planned something for us even greater than what we're experiencing on this earth. If the Lord never died on the cross or rose again, our faith in Christ would be all in vain. What hope would there be for us on this earth? But praise God. We do have hope. So I just want to end off with that um, and we can take a short break. And then I would like to chat about just hope, you know, that God is the source of our hope. You've just tuned into Body Matters and I'm Alana Oliveu and I have been chatting about just going through difficult times and just overcoming fear and anxiety. And um, right now, I just want to touch on hope. I think in, in the times that we are now, we all need a word of encouragement. So let's focus on hope. What is hope? You know, hope is an expectancy or a desire for a particular thing to happen. Hope is to expect something good to happen. And you know what? I've realized that hope is always connected to a vision. You know, when we have vision for our lives, we have purpose and purpose fuels hope. So hope is that thing that makes you want to get up in the morning, knowing that in God you have a purpose, that you've got a mission in life. And therefore, it's so important when um, God says, my people will perish because of a lack of knowledge, because of, of purpose, because of vision. So 
Trust God for a vision. When you've got vision, you've got hope. And the scripture I wanted to read earlier on when I introduced the show was Jeremiah 29, 11, which says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, but to give you hope and a future. Isn't that a beautiful promise? You see, hope and faith are inseparable because faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. When we look at Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says it takes, that was, that was, hope is the, yeah, sorry, let me go back to faith. Faith is written, um, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen is written in Hebrews 11 verse 1. So it takes faith to believe that the vision or the thing that we are hoping for will materialize. You see, hope is always connected to joy. In Proverbs 13 verse 12, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is to see a tree of life. You see, the enemy will always try and steal our hope. When he steals our hope, he steals our dreams, our visions, and our life purpose. And we must remember that one of the enemy's strategies is to prevent us from walking in our God-given purpose. You see, John 10.10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come that they may have life and that they may have it in more abundance. You see, without hope, we can easily fall into depression. And depression causes one to feel like life is meaningless. And when life is meaningless, it means I don't have a purpose. I don't have anything to get up to in the morning. And depression, as I said, is a form of hopelessness. And hopelessness is deeply rooted in a lie and is part of the kingdom of darkness. So somewhere when you feel down or you feel like you're falling in depression, and I always say somewhere in our belief system, we have substituted a truth for a lie because God is a God of hope. You see, it's only God gives us hope. He stands for hope. And in Romans 5.13, it says, May the God of hope, you see, it's the God of hope, not the God of hopelessness, but the God of hope, fill you all with joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, I struggled with depression many years ago, and I remember that overwhelming feeling of hopelessness. And from my experiencing, everything seemed meaningless in life. Even to get up and do the mundane things of life seemed so purposeless. And I could not visualize my future. You know, I would get up in the morning and it would feel like such a gray cloud hanging over me. And nothing really made me excited or happy. And I remember I'm um, just looking out of the window one day and the, the sky was so cloudy and gray. And I said to the Lord that, you know, these clouds just represent the way I feel. And I clearly remember the Lord saying to me, behind these clouds, the sun always shines. And that was just so like a revelation to me. And what I felt the Lord was saying was that no matter what you're going through now, there's always hope. 
you know, sometimes we we get caught up in this cloud, but beyond this cloud, it's hope we just need to press through. And I can actually testify that in the years, God has definitely delivered me from depression. But it wasn't just um, automatically. It was a fight. I had to fight the fight. I had to speak scriptures. I needed to, to fight to get out of the spirit of oppression and depression. You see, when we become Christians, our lives cannot be the same. You see, the Holy Spirit that lives within us is continuously working in our lives, guiding us, healing us, and restoring us. And He will reveal to us any wrong thinking or beliefs that we, that we may have about ourselves or the situation that we are in. You see, it says, but he, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide us into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. You see, that is in John 16 verse 13. Besides the spirit, we also have the Bible, which is the word of God. If we can identify the li- the lies in our lives and we can we can overcome it with the truth it'll be easier to have a vision and a purpose and with that it also helps us to overcome hopelessness and the word says we are transformed by the renewing of our minds so everything that does not line up with the word of god you know when we are feeling down or hopeless or depressed or anxious or fearful, we need to know that we are operating in in the enemy, in a lie, because somewhere in our thoughts we are not believing in God's hope, in the future he has for us, in our faith, and we need to strengthen our faith. So we need to reject all the old and negative ways of thinking, and we need to replace it with the truth of God. And as I said, transformation begins in the mind, where God says we need to take our thoughts captive. We need to focus on what is good, right, and worthy of praise. And in doing that, we are overcoming negative thoughts. The more we ponder on negative thoughts, the the more negative thoughts we think about, the more negative our emotions become. You see, God will not leave us in a place of hopelessness. He'll always try and reveal his heart and thoughts towards us. He wants us to see ourselves the way he sees us. And that is perfect. When people give us a prophetic word, and I I sometimes believe this, that God raises our prophets um, to give us a word because Because God wants to give us a purpose and a vision, and he wants to encourage us. You see, many times God will place people in our lives that will help us or present opportunities for us to step out into our purpose. And as I said, purpose and vision and hope all um, are all in line with one another. But when we need to be, but we need to be open and sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, God wants us to be hopeful and expectant of good things to come. But most of all, He wants us to put our hope in Him. And in in um, Ephesians 1.18, it says, I pray that the eyes of our heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. You see, God.
God is a God of hope. And no matter what you're going through at the moment, um, God wants to lift you out of that mode of fear and anxiety because that's not his heart. I know there's, um, we know we've been through COVID, we've been through, um, you know, so many things, so many people are going through things, have lost their jobs, people have been sick, many people that we know, our loved ones has passed on. But in all of this, God wants to give us hope. And I just want to um, end off with prayer and just pray for you this today that God will just restore your hope and your vision and your purpose. So, Father God, I just want to thank you for every listener that is hearing or listening to my voice today. Our Father, I pray that you will touch their hearts supernaturally. I pray that your word will touch them and that you'll send your word and heal them and deliver them from any form of destruction. Father, I pray that they will find their purpose, their vision, their giftings in you, Father God, that you may restore um, hope for their lives, Father. I pray, Father, that you will heal broken hearts. I pray, Father, that you will restore that which the locust has stolen from them. I pray, Father, that you will touch them, those who are struggling with depression. I just want to come and break off that cloud of depression and every lie that the enemy has spoken over your life. We want to just break off the lies of the enemy, Father God, over every listener. And I pray that your Holy Spirit will fill them with the truth. Father, no matter what we are going through, I pray that your peace that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds, that you will deliver us from the schemes and the plans of the enemy, Father. I thank you for every listener out there, Lord, that is really that struggling, Father, that needs you, Father. Lord, I pray that you will reach out that they may have an encounter with you, Father, that they will see you and experience you, Father, as real in their lives, that you will restore that hope again, Father. And so I just want to bless every listener out there today. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May the joy of the Lord be your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that this word has really encouraged you and that you will just press into the Lord every day and just keep on keeping on just keep on praying keep on calling out God says knock and the door shall be open unto you seek and you shall find God hasn't forgotten you will not leave you in that place and just carry on continue and just draw nearer to God he says draw near to me and I will draw near to you and I pray that you will may experience God's joy and hope in this week to come so thank you so much for listening to my program unfortunately this is the end and we shall meet um, next Saturday again at the same time and just have a wonderful blessed week from me Alana Willie for you this insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za